Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. With me, your host, Ken. I'm a retired teacher documenting my hobby journey here on the pod, finding teachable moments to share with all of you along the way. Don't forget to hit me up on social media, on Instagram, at sportscard underscore lessons. Hit the follow button. And you can also watch these episodes by searching my YouTube channel, Sports Card Lessons. If you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Welcome, everyone. How is everyone doing? Before we start, just a huge shout out to Rohan Gar, who was on the pod Monday. Uh, it was a great interview with him. And if you missed it, I recommend going back and listen to it. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Just a lot, a lot of good information in that in that interview. Uh, before we start, just kind of a funny story. Um, after episode, this is episode 39. So after episode 36. Um, what happens is I tape these episodes, uh, and I've talked about that. I walk every day. I walk four miles. So the, during the week when I tape this episode that night, uh, my wife and I, when we walk, we listen to it just so I can, you know, we just get a first listen on it. So when we got home, uh, from that walk and that, that was the, uh, getting ready for Hofstra. So there was uh, a bunch of cards on there. I talked about being you know, discounted that at one time they were worth, you know, a good amount of money. And then, you know, they've lost a ton of value. Uh, and, and I talked about the prices. Uh, and one particular card was the, uh, was a Dak Prescott and it was graded by SGC a 9.5 and it was numbered, uh, one of 75. So when we got back from the walk, uh, my wife goes and she grabs her pocketbook and she comes back and she goes, where's that Dak Prescott card? And I says, downstairs. Now she's a cowboy fan. Uh, she said, go get it. And I'm like, what is going on? I grabbed the card. I came back. She was trying to buy the card off me. She's like, here's $30. Like I'm, it would have been her for, obviously I gave it to her for free, but it's her first slab. Uh, and I just thought it was something that was just worth sharing. It was just, a, uh, you know, a little comical. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, fantasy, fantasy this week. Uh, I went two and three. I won one by less than a point, so at least I'm on the the right side of winning now. Um, and and even funnier, last week uh, when we talked about, um, I lost one by a half a point. So I taped that on Wednesday of last week. So I knew at that point the week was over uh, and I had lost. So Thursday morning I get up and I'm looking at the stats and it said there was a stat correction and you actually won by two points. So I was kind of celebrating. I'm like, all right, I won this. Friday morning I got up and they said there was another stat correction. I went back and they just the two points they took away were were like a Cleveland defense or something. And they just gave those two points right back and said, oh, sorry, you lost again by less than like a, like a quarter point. So uh, I was excited. Then I was upset. Actually, I should say I was upset. I was excited. I was upset again. 
but you know what? We let it roll on very early. You know, in all these leagues, if you play fantasy, you know, all you need to do is make the playoffs. If you can run in the playoffs, you got a great chance of winning it. Just be in the top four or top six come, uh, come playoff time at the end of the season. So today's episode, uh, my strategy with the state of the hobby. What am I doing? What's going on with the hobby? How am I reacting to it? Uh, so I just put a, you know, I put a list together of, 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 you know, my strategy. Number one, don't overreact. Don't overreact. Now, most of us are football fans and we watched the Monday night game and we watched uh, Mac Jones, you know, get pulled after the, I think it was at the end of the first quarter, the beginning of the second quarter. And, you know, the home, home fans are chanting for Zappy. Literally, while I was sitting there watching this game, all of a sudden, a flood of people are all of a sudden selling their Mac Jones cards. Right? By, by Tuesday morning, people who know that, you know, I have a, a good amount of Mac Jones cards uh, were just messaging me. Hey, I know you collect Mac. These are for sale. Those are for sale. You know, at, at some of them at, you know, ridiculous price. And I'm like, what is going on? I mean, people really overreacting this quickly. I mean, this is Bill Belichick and the Patriots, right? Uh, you know, it's unbelievable how fast people overreact to things. Uh, and really, that's why that was number one. J just don't overreact. Don't don't think, you know, the, the, this is the end and the, and the hobby is, is is dying and I need to sell my cards as fast as I can before I lose. You know, no, 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 no. And, and really, if you really think you do, if you really think you need to sell those cards that fast, reach out to somebody else, you know, in the hobby because they'd be happy to buy them from you. Um, I would be happy to buy them from you if you're going to let them go dirt cheap, right? So, so you know, first of all, don't overreact. Sit back, see where the hobby goes. Number two, be present. Be present in the hobby. You know, it, you know, one of those things that, uh, and I'm noticing with people that I've been messaging with for a long time, that all of a sudden I'm still keeping up with a couple people in the messaging and. They're just like, nah, nah, I'm not doing anything right now. I'm not going to any show. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm finding something else to do right now. I'm too discouraged. I'm too this, I'm too that. Well, you, you can't say you're in the hobby if you're all of a sudden going to react like like you, you don't want anything to do with the hobby as soon as it takes a turn. Um, you got to be present and you got to be, you got to be positive. You have to be positive in this hobby. I talk to people in this hobby. Sometimes I may feel a little down now and then. But you know what? I just reach out to people in, in, in this hobby and people are very positive and it's contagious. Being positive is contagious. I mean, you just got to look uh, at the bigger picture. You can't just look at the, you know, what's happening today and what happened yesterday and what happened last Saturday. I mean, you have to look at this hobby as a whole and not exactly what's happening right now in the moment. Uh, my strategy. Uh, I want to add right now I'm going to add to my PC. Uh, prices are looking good. And when I, when I can find, um, a card at a really good price, I'm going to go ahead and purchase that. Um, we talked about that last week. Uh, I purchased, um, 
the Justin Herbert XRC. Now I'd been looking for that at national. I'd been looking for that at the East coast national. I've been looking online. I saw there were some prices. Um, and, and that's, I bought that off of Rohan, uh, and that's how we met and got talking. And that's how he ended up on the pod doing an interview, but that was just a great price. And you know, when, when you listen to him talk on the, he made money on that too. I mean, I bought this at such an unbelievable price, and that price I bought it at is not is not even the comp. Is the comp has been much higher than that? Uh, I think probably my card, if if that was uh, you know on eBay or somewhere else, that would become the new low comp, but it wasn't. So the comps on there are still high. So I got that card at a good price, and I've been looking at other cards. I. I you know, cards, they haven't arrived yet. So maybe next week I'll share them with you. But cards that I've been looking at and now the prices have come down a little bit and people are selling them a little less. I'm going to add to my PC. Um, I'm being selective. I'm just looking for good deals right now. Um, number four really goes along with number three. I'm not going to make any large purchases for my showcases right now. Um, comps appear to be holding steady. Uh, people are still looking to make purchases of cards that are under comps. And I understand that I'm doing the same thing. I'm looking, I just explained that in number three, I'm being selective. I'm looking for good deals. I think other people are doing that too. Um, so as far as, uh, you know, if, if you come, if you've come at any time to see me at any of the shows, you're going to see, I have two cases just full of cards ranging anywhere from $50 you know, all the way up to $4,000, right? So I really don't need to add anything to my to my case right now. I don't need, and this would be the time in the past that I'd be saying, okay, I have a show coming up in November, um, three weeks away. And, you know, let me find maybe, you know, a handful, five, six, eight cards I can add to my cases. This is what I'd be doing. But right now I'm kind of, I'm kind of sitting back a little. I'm, I have a very, a very good inventory. Um, I have a good selection of cards, and I'm hoping the comps are holding. So when I get to the next show, uh, it, you know, I can move them at comps, and people will be willing to pay comps. That's all I can hope. Uh, just being positive and being present. Five. I'm going to start building another soup box now. Uh, I built a box, a couple boxes for the last few shows. They were kind of separate boxes because I had separate sports and I'm just kind of narrow it, narrowing it down a little, but I'm going to build up a couple soup boxes. I'm going to have a football one. I'm going to have a hockey one. Uh, I possibly might even have a soccer one. Uh, I went to a local show this weekend, um, and, uh, it was pretty slow. It was slow, but uh, in, in the promoter's defense, he said a lot of his people were in Chantilly because there was a bunch of, uh, open tables, which is understandable because I know, I know some of those people that were at Chantilly and I messaged with, um, but at this show, there was a lot of people digging through these boxes, the dollar boxes, the 50 cent boxes, the two and $3 boxes, a lot of people digging through those. So I'm going to start, they, they, they were. They were good income for me uh, last year at a lot of shows that I didn't sell many cards out of my case. So I'm going to start building another soup box, have it out there. Just, just another form of income when it comes to those shows. Six, I'm going to utilize my hobby resources. I want to find out what's going on out there. I'm going to reach out to people. 
people that are going to other shows. I just talk about that message with people that were at, were at Chantilly. I have people now, I have listeners from all over the country from a, you know, for a, a Burbank show and a Dallas show and the mid Midwest monster show. So people I know are going to these shows. I'm, I'm reaching out to them. I'm messaging. I can't be there, but tell me what it looked like. How did it look? Were people spending money? What were people buying? What were they looking for? What was the, you know, what was the go? What were the chase cards? You know, just what's happening out there at these other shows. Um, just utilizing your hobby resources. For someone like me who is setting up out there, I need to do this because I need to know what people are looking for. If I was just stayed in my own lane and I went about my day and I said, oh, OK, I have a show in three weeks and I waited till a few days before the show and I pulled my cards out and I priced them and I showed up at the, the show, I, I may be very disappointed. Right. I may show up and people come look and be like, oh, no, I'm not buying any of that stuff. You know, people are really looking for this or people are really looking for that. So I, I need to utilize my hobby resources. I need to know what's going on out there in the hobby outside of my area uh, because it all overflows or whatever is happening somewhere else. It's going to happen here, too. And if it's happening here, it'll happen other, other places. So people are asking me, what does it look like there? You're in the Northeast. You have a ton of shows out there. What are your what are your smaller shows looking at? What are your larger shows looking like? So, so it's just, it's just utilizing my resources. And again, just being present, being present in the hobby. Um, seven for me, I want to rely on my wolf pack. Whenever the opportunity arises for me to either purchase a card or make a trade for a card, I want to rely on them because they're in the hobby too. They're down there in the trenches with me. Uh, and some of the, you know, I know football, but maybe a soccer card may show up. Maybe a UFC card may show up. Maybe a hockey card may show up. You know what? I need to rely on these people. I need to reach out to them and say, hey, I don't know much about this card. And I talked about this. I'm pretty sure it was at the uh, Springfield show uh, when, uh, when a soccer card came to my, came to my table and uh, I, somebody looking for a trade, I quickly took a picture. I uploaded it to our group and in probably 10, 15 seconds, I started getting some messages. Uh, oh, you know, that card is liquid, you know, really try to make a play at that card. Uh, and there were other cards I took a picture of and it was, you know, a thumbs down, like, no, it's, it's, it's a stale card. You'll be stuck with it. So I'm able to rely on my, on my wolf pack. So if you have people around you, you know, that that have are a little bit more knowledgeable in other areas just kind of put them on standby you know talk to them say hey like if can i reach out to you if i have a card that you know i'm not sure of, but i'm thinking about buying can i just reach out and just you know get your opinion on this uh and and trust me it works it, it works flawlessly if you have the right people in your wolf pack it works flawlessly eight as far as show go, shows go, I'm going to take a hard look at my show inventory and I'm going to pull cards that are way down. And when I say way down, like cards I bought into at $1,000, $1,200, and maybe they're comping right now at $150 or $250. I'm just going to pull those cards right now. I did this last year. I talked about that doing this last year. And I did it with a lot of Justin Herbert cards last year that I pulled that. It wasn't that he was having a bad season last year. It was that the market just determined that these cards I bought in, 
in July and August and maybe slightly into September had lost 30 or 40 percent of their value after the football season started. So I pulled these cards. I pulled these cards out. I let put them in a box and I left them at home. I didn't even bring them to shows. And then I waited until May, June, July, and I started bringing these cards out. I sold most of them without taking a loss and some of them taking a profit. So again, this year, and and I'll throw that name out there again, Mac Jones. I have a bunch of Mac Jones. I've invested money in, in Mac Jones cards um, that I'm not just going to go off and give away. And I know there's going to be people, especially here in the, here in the Northeast, there's going to be people that are going to be going to these shows and trying to buy up all, as many of these cards as they can for 30, 20, 30, 40% of the comps as fast as they can. Uh, but it's not going to be my cards. I, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I, I think he's a talented young quarterback and I'm not worried about him. And I'm going to hold those cards and I'll pull those cards until he bounces back. And then, then they'll make it back into my into my case, back into my rotation uh, when when the values do come up. But but that's one way for me. It's just taking, you know, taking inventory of my inventory, right? Just a good hard look. And I do that a lot. I go through my case, and and a lot of these cards that are uh, that are here on the wall behind me, I take them down, I put them in my Zion box, and I go to shows. And I come back and when I'm getting ready to do these, I put them back in and they're never in the same place, maybe except for my XRCs and and, and the ones who, that sit right in the middle behind me. But the rest of them, I'm always just rotating in and out, in and out. So it, it helps me take inventory of my inventory. I know what I have at all times. And I, I'm, I'm always looking at the prices and, 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 you know, we were, I had a segment on here just going over the prices. I do that anyways. I'm doing that on a weekly basis, you know, cause you never know when a card may show up on, on, on Instagram or Facebook that say, dude, I, I'd like that card. Maybe I could trade into that card. Maybe there's a possibility to trade up into that card. Uh, so I'm always on top of, you know, where my prices are. Also, this is number nine, but it's also part of my show inventory is possibly looking at trading those cards. You know, I don't mind if I have a card that's down and you have a card that's down. You want to trade trade the cards at comps? I can do that as long as it's a card I want to be in. As long as it's a card I want to get into, I don't have any problem. But I'm not going to take my card and sell it at a 30 or 40% loss uh, straight up. But if you have a card that's dropped and I have a card that's dropped and mutually we can come up with a deal, um, we can make a trade. And also uh, Rohan talked about this last week on the show. One thing he does is he takes those cards and he packages them with another bigger card or, you know, tries to package them in into a card with cash that on, on the back end, when he sells that card, he just traded up into, uh, he could, make up for the loss of the last card, which was just, I thought was really interesting in and in a great little segment of that interview. Uh, and it's something I'm going to try to do something. I'm just going to try to work on and see if I can, you know, figure out how to make this work for me. Number 10, staying with the show, uh, just staying firm at the show with, with comps. Uh, I don't want to be that guy that's letting everything go way under comps. Uh, I don't need to be that guy that's letting things go and it doesn't work with my business plan. Uh, I, I can't take a loss on, on multiple cards. 
I can't buy cards and sell cards for what I paid for, paid for them, you know, straight up. So if I went out and I bought a card at 70% comps or 75% comps, and you come to me at the show and you want to give me 70 or 75% comps, if I paid $500 for a card and you come and you offer me final deal, $500 for a card, I mean, all my work on the front end was for nothing. I, I did all the work for you so you could, or the customer, so they could just come up and take it away. It's like I rented the card, but I made zero on it. So I just won't do that. I won't do that. There's, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a little profit, uh, built into every card or the business plan just doesn't work. Uh, not number 11, and this is probably really important, probably more important than the first 10, but find people who have been in the hobby longer than you have. Talk to them, you know, get their opinions on what's going on with the hobby. What do they think is next? Um, I can tell you myself, I talked about connecting with people online. There's even people in my community. Uh, last week, I took a I took a ride out to Ideal Cards in Terryville. Uh, I talked to Alex. And that's, he's on Instagram at Ideal Cards. Uh, I just went out there to talk to him about, you know, how he feels about the hobby, the upcoming shows. We talked about uh, getting ready, looking forward to the national next summer in, in Chicago. H here it, here it is October. And I've already mentioned national. So um, maybe I'm the first one who knows. Um, but just to get out there and talk to people, just spend some time when you have the time. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe you can't, make that trip out there. I obviously being retired and, you know, I schedule my days around my business. I make time to go do the things that make me happy and going off to a, a card store and talking with, uh, you know, somebody about the hobby. It's one of those things. It's like my self care. It's what I'm doing. And it's, it's how I'm staying present in the hobby. Um, and, and very positive, you know, Alex is very positive. He's, he's been in this hobby, uh, many years. Um, I also, you know, I, I reach out to John, John from behind the diamond, um, talk to him, another guy who's been in the hobby years and, and just very positive. I mean, these two guys, these two guys, Alex and John, that I just mentioned, they, they have, you know, over 60 years between them and the hobby over 60 years between them and the hobby. These are the guys I want to reach out. They know they've seen, they've seen the ups and downs of the hobbies for many, many years. So these are the guys I want to talk to me, explain this to me, just so I know looking forward, I know what I'm doing, right? Um, they motivate me. And if you need some motivation, reach out to somebody like this, right? Um, they definitely motivate me as far as um, the future of being in the hobby, because I'm here to stay. I'm here to stay. I'm invested in the hobby. I'm invested in this podcast. I'm in, I'm invested in creating this content and, and, and giving it out to you. Uh, and I'm motivated. I'm motivated to be here and do this. Um, it, it also motivates me, you know, you know what, just, like everything else in this world, nothing stays the same. So if you don't keep adapting to what's going on, you get left behind quick, right? And, and one of the things that I've learned from people like this, 
uh, is really and and kind of what I pick their brains is is how they how they've been adapting over the years. What changes? Where did you start? Where did you end up? What worked for you? What didn't work for you? Um, you know, I've learned so much since I've jumped back into the hobby. Um, but the one thing I've learned, and it's the same thing in life, you need to keep adapting. Nothing is going to stay the same. This hobby is not going to stay the same. This hobby is going to keep changing and changing, and we just need to keep adapting uh, to keep up with it. So so people running around, and, and we talked, uh, I talked with sports car therapist uh, a couple of episodes ago. We did a joint episode that somebody's saying, man, the hobby's dead. The hobby's not dead. I mean, it's your, it's your outlook. It's, it's your view. Uh, and those are the people that are going to drop out of the hobby. Those are the people that are just going to go find something else new to do because this wasn't fun for them anymore. Uh, and, and when I say fun, it was, you know, very lucrative for a few years here in the hobby. And now, and now you really need to start putting the work in changing, adapting, figuring out what's going to work. And, and sometimes people just want to move on to the next thing, but, uh, but I'll tell you, I'm here and I'm here to stay. So upcoming shows, uh, I have the last show again, here, here we are waiting for a show, right? Uh, November 19th. Can't wait. La Quinta Inn and Suites. And, and I just talked about this. This is, you know, going to, I think it's really gonna show us what this, this season between now and the end of the year are going to look like. This is going to be, um, a really good benchmark for that. Uh, November 26th and 27th, the Westchester show in Terrytown, New York. That's Thanksgiving weekend, uh, Saturday, Sunday, looking forward to that show. I'll be doing, uh, doing uh, all these shows I talk about with sports card therapists for sharing tables. Uh, the Westchester show will also be with uh, John from Behind the Diamond. Uh, and then another last show, December 10th, the Garden State Card Show at Hasbro Heights, New Jersey. And then a week later on Sunday in December uh, on the 18th, the Big Apple Trading Card Show at the New Yorker Hotel in New York City. Um, and I'm looking forward not only to the shows to setting up, but to seeing the friends that I'm communicating with. And some people I just haven't seen. Some people you see at shows uh, and, and you know, you get into like these last shows, you get into like three or four shows in, in four or five months and you, you feel like you're seeing these people and they're stopping and having great conversation and you may not see them again, but you, you know, setting up at these shows, you're going to just start seeing a lot of these people again. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see them and the people I'm, I'm messaging with all the time that, you know, I'll start to get to see at some of these shows. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm excited for the next few months, definitely between now uh, and the end of the year, I'm looking forward to these shows. Uh, and seeing people and just seeing where this hobby goes. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you.